Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Crossover Across Time podcast for the first episode of Week 9. Uh, admittedly, a, abbreviated Week 9 because of our schedule that we've had posted um, on our social media. We'll get into that in just a moment. First of all, I am your host, Karsten. Welcome to the show uh, and or welcome back to the show. Uh, both previous listeners and brand new listeners alike, we want to express our appreciation of your support on the show. And uh, thank you for tuning in. So, uh, yeah, as we said, um, this week is going to be a little bit of a, a shorter week. We'll have an episode today, tomorrow, and Wednesday. Of course, today being Monday of week nine, um, we'll do an episode tomorrow and Wednesday. Wednesday will be our last episode before the holiday weekend. So we'll give ourselves, as well as you, the listening audience, a chance to kind of, you know, focus on uh, your families, the the holiday season, uh, your friends, whatever it is that you want to take that time to to focus on. Um, and of course, we'll have some holiday basketball as well, Christmas Day games. Um, so that should be a lot of fun. We'll preview those probably on Wednesday and we'll go through a little more of the details as far as the remainder of the calendar year's schedule on Wednesday, because we'll probably um, have another, a few more days we'll take off due to uh, personal obligations and um end of the year, you know, New Year's Eve, all those kind of things. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Figure that by middle to end of, well, actually, let's say the second week of December, December 8th. For sure, December 8th will be locked back into our normal Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule. But again, be sure to, to you know, keep track of, of where we're at. We're going to post updates on social media, definitely. And I'll take an opportunity real quick to plug those before we get started. Um, on Instagram and Facebook, we're at crossover across time, pretty straightforward on Twitter or X, whichever you prefer there. Uh, we're at X over across time time due to the character limit for the username on all three of those. You can also find a link tree that will take you to any of the other pages, but will also take you to the podcast itself. We're on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and RSS.com. So that's kind of everything to to find us at. Um, again, we'll post updates on you know a lockdown schedule, yeah, for sure solidified schedule on the social media pages, but we'll also uh, discuss it on the podcast as well. So both of those should be great places to uh, to get that full picture. But that being said, let's go ahead and waste no more time. Let's get it right into the show. We've got a lot of stuff from this past weekend to talk about. Um, Hopefully we cover everything. There's a lot of things I'm, I'm sure I'll miss, but uh, we're going to start with our five on five drill, our six men. And then of course our key news are kind of big things to get us up to date with what's going on in the NBA uh, over the last weekend. All right, we're going to start with uh, Friday night's action, and uh, I'm going to checking something else from tonight's action that is going to be worth following as we talk about this. Anyways, I'm being vague. I'll get to it later. Um, let's get back to the point. The five on five drill. We're starting with Friday night's action. We're going to start with the San Antonio Spurs at home against the LA Lakers. They had played the Lakers uh, a couple of game or a couple of days previous and lost in San Antonio, but that time around, they were without the services uh, the the Lakers were of uh, LeBron James. So going into this Friday game, they had that extra strength of one of the greatest players of all time. And that being said, the Spurs get the win. They had an 18 game losing streak going into this, and this was the game they finally snapped that uh, you know 
celebration all around in San Antonio relief. They're not going to be losing any more games. Um, I think we had established a couple of times on the show that that was, if not a franchise record was near a franchise record. And uh, they never trailed in this game. Actually, they led most of the game. Um, there was a couple of points early where they were tied led by much, as much as 25 points, excuse me, early in the second quarter. Uh, you know, Lakers made runs and the Spurs responded uh, in turn, able to stave off a full uh, you know loss of the lead. So credit to the Spurs for being so resilient in this game. Let's look at box scores for the Lakers, starting with LeBron James, 23 points, 14 assists and seven rebounds. Pretty solid all around game uh, for him with two seals as well. Not much more you could ask except for could have shot a little bit better from the floor, but still not too bad. Uh, Austin Reeves starting in this game, 22.7 boards. No, no Anthony Davis. So that was the trade-off. You had AD on, uh, I think it was the Wednesday they had played before. No LeBron. This time around, they had LeBron, no AD. So it is what it is, I guess. Um, Roy Hachimura, 20 points, five boards, four assists off the bench. Christian Wood with 17 points and eight boards off the bench. Also with two blocks and a steal. And then they got 12 points from Torian Prince. Not a terrible game, but uh, again, you're without a guy like Anthony Davis. You're... Your front court, your your Jackson Hayes starting at center, you know LeBron kind of playing a power forward. They can win some games, but you'd much rather have AD, of course, uh, alongside of LeBron, certainly. So uh, hurt them in that case. Looking at the Spurs, Devin Vassell with 36 points and six rebounds. He was five of ten from three point range, really shooting the ball well. Uh, led them by far in scoring, but they had seven guys in double figure scoring. Uh, Keldon Johnson with 17. Zach Collins off the bench with 16. Jetty Osman off the bench with 15. And then Victor Wembanyama, of course, 13, but also 15 rebounds, five assists, two steals, and two blocks, showing again why he was the number one pick and why he's such a storyline in this season. Uh, Malachi Branham with 12 points, and then Jeremy Sohan with 11. Uh, Branham with eight assists, Sohan with eight boards, and the Spurs come out on top. They finally break that streak. Checking out the... Um, next worst losing streak or the i mean the spurs were second already to the pistons currently uh with the 23 game losing streak again it's been a topic of conversation especially on our show um outside of that now no one has lost more than seven in a row and that's the portland trailblazers uh so the pistons really in a class of their own at this point um however tonight they're fairly close against the hawks hawks with the lead in in atlanta so we'll have to see how the game turns out. Is that the chance? Do they make a comeback and, and finally get that narrative off their backs? We'll see. We'll see what happens, but otherwise a great win for San Antonio to get off the schneid. And that's the first game we're going to focus on. Let's jump to uh, a huge game from Friday night as well. The other Friday game we're going to talk about um, the New York Knicks going into Phoenix and winning against the Suns, 139 to 122. A lot of storylines, but we're going to start, well, first of all, as far as the flow of the game, back and forth affair until the fourth quarter, and the Knicks surged away with the win. Um, could have been a factor of some lost personnel for the Suns. But for the Knicks, let's start with that main point. Jalen Brunson, 50 points in this game, nine assists, six rebounds, and five steals. First of all, the five steals a career high. But he just so managed, just so happened to to be able to manage this uh, by shooting nine for nine from three point range, nine three point attempts, made all of them. Um, 
that was the most or third most or tied for third, something in that category. Um, guys like Latrell Sprewell had done something similar um, about about 20 years ago. Um, just phenomenal shooting numbers. Um, shot 74% from the floor overall in the game. It's hard to hard to beat that kind of individual performance. And again, a career high in steals as well. Both sides of the ball. Love to see that from Brunson just after. I mean, it was that same night recording last the last episode of the podcast. I had said, well, Brunson's been off a little bit. And, you know, we talked about him with the fantasy Friday's segment about maybe he's fallen a little bit. And then he goes and has a game like this. So Jalen, props to you for for proving me wrong. I you know, I'm happy to be proven wrong in that case. I like to see him do well. Julius Randle, 23 points, eight boards, six assists. And then RJ Barrett, 21 points, three assists, two rebounds. Pretty solid supporting cast there. Emmanuel Cuckoo with 10 off the bench. Um, Isaiah Hardenstein off the bench also with uh, eight boards and three blocks. Pretty solid production for him as well. For the Suns, who lost this game, uh, Durant led them in 29 points. Uh, Devin Booker with 28. And then Yusuf Nurkic with 21 points, 12 rebounds. And then also Grayson Allen had 13. If you're wondering, hey, Bradley Beal, where was he? Uh, six points, four minutes into the game, and then he had to leave with an ankle injury. Um, right? I mean, this was the second game that those the big three had played together. And minutes into the game, he's he's injured. And uh, we'll have some more clear updates on that with our key news. But just devastating stuff. You hate to hear that. Um and, uh, you know, we're going to wish him the best in the recovery timeline, but uh, they're going to be without Beal again. It'll be Booker and Durant trying to carry the Suns team to to wins in the, the time without Beal. But um, otherwise, nice win for New York. Let's jump to a couple of Saturday games, starting with a nail biter in Denver as a visiting Oklahoma City Thunder win by a point, 118 to 117. Your final score, Shagel just Alexander with the game winning bucket. Uh, knocking down the, you know, drive spin and and fading mid range uh, with about a second left on the clock uh, to put them ahead for good, and um, very impressive, especially where the Nuggets had led most of the second through fourth quarters. Uh, seemed like they had a little bit of an edge, but then the Thunder stuck around long enough to then be able to make that kind of a play at the end to win the game. So props to them. For the Nuggets, they were led by Jokic, as you'd expect, 24 points, 12 assists, 6 rebounds, 2 steals. Uh, Solid game for him. 20 points for Michael Porter Jr. with 11 rebounds. They got uh, 16 points from Aaron Gordon, who also had 9 rebounds and 2 steals. Uh, Jamal Murray, 15 points, 5 assists. Uh, 14 off the bench for Christian Brown. 13 off the bench for Peyton Watson. Um, Not terrible. You, You maybe would like a few more points from some of those guys, but... You can't complain too much. Meanwhile, for the Thunder, uh, Shakil just Alexander, 25 points, eight assists, six rebounds, and two steals. Not much more he really could have done there. Jalen Williams at Santa Clara, Jalen Williams, 24 points for him. Uh, 17 points, 11 rebounds, and eight blocks for Chet Holmgren. Originally counted as nine, but I guess there was a scoring error there, so he got eight blocks. Uh, 13 for Lou Dort. And then off the bench, they had Isaiah Joe, 12 points, and Jalen Williams. That's... L-I-N Williams, 11. I believe he's at a University of Arkansas. So, um, yeah, the Thunder just keep finding ways to win. Um, they did drop in the power rankings. We'll get to that a little bit later um, and the reasons for that. But a great win for them in Denver against the Nuggets, who still have some questions for sure 
Um, but otherwise, let's jump to our next game. And this one features the Knicks again, although it was a loss for the Knicks in uh, Los Angeles this time against the Clippers. 144 to 122, the final score in favor of those Clippers. Huge win for them. And I wanted to talk about them because of what they've been able to do over the last few weeks. Um, you look at especially the second half of this game, the Clippers really dominated the game. Uh, you know, back-to-back, tough situation for the Knicks, but, you know, they still have plenty of talent to to make up that gap. But this Clippers team, credit to them being able to come up with a win. Looking at the box score for the Knicks, they were led by Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle, as you'd expect, 22 points for each of those guys. Brunson with seven boards, six assists, um, two of five from three-point range, so not quite 100% this time around, but you can't do that every night. R.J. Barrett and Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, DiVincenzo starting this time around. 18 points each for each of those guys. Uh, DiVincenzo was 5 of 8 from the three-point line. And then off the bench, Isaiah Hartenstein, 12 points, 10 boards, 3 blocks. He's done an admirable job in increased minutes with the absence of Mitchell Robinson, uh, Jericho Sims starting this game. But uh, not enough to, to beat the Clippers. How about 36 points from Kawhi Leonard? who's playing at an all-NBA type level from what I've seen in a lot of his games this year. Seven boards, four assists, and two steals for Kawhi. Five of six from three-point range. Electric game for him. Paul George with 25 points, seven assists, four boards, two steals. They got 13 each from Avita Zubats and Terrence Mann. Zubats also with 11 rebounds, two blocks, and a steal. Uh, James Harden, 10 points, 12 assists. Russell Westbrook off the bench with uh, 10 points and the Norman Powell off the bench with 16 points. And we talked about a couple times, I think in the past, kind of that recipe for success, Paul George and Kawhi leading them with the scoring and the, the big, big workload. Harden can be an assist guy and pick up, you know, kind of the third points almost um, Westbrook and Powell lead the the front court off the bench um, or backcourt rather with uh you know, dynamic scoring guard play man fits in the lineup and then Zubats eats up everything inside. You know, I like that blend and that potential for the Clippers and it's been working out well. They have at the moment, the longest uh, winning streak, I believe in all of the NBA uh, at seven straight wins. They do, which has vaulted them up into top six in the Western conference. And that is going to be a big factor as to their rise in the power rankings. How high do they get? Tune in uh, a little bit later in the episode for that. But uh, let's jump to our last game. Um, oh, by the way, before I forget from the, the Clippers-Knicks game, um, this is actually a note from the previous week, something we didn't quite get. The fact that Harden, um, either like Wednesday or Thursday of last week, uh, reached 25,000 career points. So first of all, congratulations. Phenomenal career milestone. Uh, but with that, he also became the only active player along with only the third active player, uh, the other two being LeBron James and Kevin Durant, to have that many total points uh, as an active player. So that is phenomenal at this moment. I mean, I'm sure, you know, there's plenty of other players that have had that many points when they've been an active player, of course. But I mean, right now, players in the league right now, only those three guys, LeBron, Durant, and Harden, pretty elusive company. You got to think it's not going to be too much longer before a Steph Curry uh, finds his way, or maybe even a Damian Lillard finds his way into that kind of group. But um, for the time being, just those three guys are very impressive. Um, that being said, let's jump to our last game from Sunday night. And uh, this was the Boston Celtics' second straight win at home against the Orlando Magic, uh, 114-97. to And that is their 
14th uh, straight victory at home to start the season. They haven't lost at home yet, which is their best undefeated start at home since Bill Russell's first MVP season in 1958. And you talk about the history of the Celtics and the great teams they've had to be in that kind of territory in the early stages of one of the great dynasties in professional sports. Um, that's very impressive, you know, and the Celtics have been very good the last couple of years, even more so this season, it seems to start. Um, and that again is going to be a factor in our power rankings. We'll get to that in just a moment. As far as this specific game goes, um, early on magic had a small lead, Celtics took the lead in the second and then never really looked back. They led by as many as 23 points in the fourth quarter, uh, just kind of building on that lead. For the Magic, though, they were led by Paolo Bencaro, 36 points in this game, 10 rebounds, two steals. Uh, pretty decent percentages, 4 of 10 from three-point range. Um, really looking to make that leap to lead them in the scoring category and the all-round type of category. Uh, the only other double-figure score for them in this game was Jalen Suggs, 13 points. Um, just a bit of a struggle for them offensively, shooting below 40% from the floor as a team. Meanwhile, for the Celtics, uh, shooting 47% from both the floor and three-point range, led by Jalen Brown, 31 points, six assists, and five rebounds. Uh, Jason Tatum, 23 points, eight boards. Uh, they got 15 and 10 rebounds from Chris Porzingis. Drew Holiday with 14 points, and then Derek White with 10 points. But how about five boards, four assists, Three blocks and a steal, stuffing the stat sheet all around. And again, defensively, 10 blocks for the Celtics as a team. Um, they've been able to do it on both sides of the floor, and that's why they've been so dominant. Great win for them. And um, that's it for the individual games we're going to focus on. Let's ro- real quick run through Friday through Sunday's remaining games that we didn't go more in depth on. Starting with Friday, uh, the Washington Wizards won at home against the Indiana Pacers, 137-123. to 123. Jordan Poole with 30 points and 8 assists in that game. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers won in Philly against the Detroit Pistons, 124-92. to 92. Uh, Embiid with 35 points, 13 rebounds. Um, the Pelicans won in Charlotte against the Hornets, 112-107. to 107. Uh, Rozier with 30 points, 6 assists against Valanchunas, who had 29 points, 13 rebounds. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks won in Toronto against the Raptors, 125 to 104. Trey Young with 38 points, 11 assists. Um, from that other game, that other Celtics Magic game on Friday, the Celtics won that one again, 128 to 111. Uh, in that game, Jason Tatum had 30 points. The Houston Rockets won in Memphis against the Grizzlies, 103 to 96. Desmond Bain, 28 points and 13 rebounds uh, in that game, and that covers the remaining Friday action. Let's jump to Saturday. Um, bunch of more games from Saturday, starting with the Milwaukee Bucks dominating the Pistons in Milwaukee, 146 to 114. Bobby Portis with 31 points, 12 rebounds in that one for them. Uh, the 76ers won in Charlotte against the Hornets, 135 to 82. Joel Embiid, 42 points, 15 rebounds. Uh, just phenomenal numbers for him in recent weeks as well. The Cleveland Cavaliers won at home against the Atlanta Hawks, 127 to 119, overcoming Trey Young's 35 points, 10 assists. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves won at home against the Indiana Pacers, 127 to 109. Carl Anthony Towns with 40 points and 12 rebounds to pace the Timberwolves against the Pacers. Uh, Miami Heat won at home against the Chicago Bulls, 118 to 116, including a uh, another game winner, this time by Jimmy Butler, uh, driving mid-range attempt. 
that uh, that went down and and put them up to lead to win the game. Butler finished twenty eight points in that one, uh, so clutch performance there. The uh, Golden State Warriors won at home against the Brooklyn Nets, one twenty four to one twenty, uh, despite Cam Thomas's forty one points. Steph Curry with thirty seven in that game. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks won in Portland against the Trailblazers, one thirty one to one twenty. Luca with a forty point triple double, twelve rebounds, ten assists. And Anthony Simons, 33 points, eight boards, six assists in that game. Uh, And then finally, how about the uh, Sacramento Kings winning at home against the Utah Jazz, 125 to 104 uh, on a night where Keegan Murray was absolutely on fire. Um, Unbelievable night. 12 of 15 from three-point range in the game. At one point, he was 12 of 13, missing only one three point attempt he finished with 47 points eight boards two assists two steals and he was 70 percent from the floor overall hard to beat that especially when Sabonis has a double double and they were even without De'Aaron Fox I mean that's a great sign for the Kings um and an unbelievable game for Keegan Murray props to him I mean this was at a time where there was small trade rumors coming around about would the Kings look to move Keegan Murray to to bolster the lineup almost and then he goes out and has a game like that. You almost wonder if it was a, a statement type game uh, for him, but uh, phenomenal stuff. Let's go ahead and wrap up Sunday's action. Uh, the Pelicans won in San Antonio against the Spurs. Big 146 to 110. Uh, your final score there. The Milwaukee Bucks won at home against the Houston Rockets. 128 to 119. Lillard with 39 points, 11 assists. Uh, the Phoenix Suns won at home against the Washington Wizards. 112 to 108. Uh, and then finally, the Golden State Warriors won in Portland against the Trailblazers, one eighteen to one fourteen, overcoming Jeremy Grant's thirty points in that game, and that takes care of the game action from the last uh, weekend. Real quick, carve through the key news as well, starting with some transactions. Uh, firstly, the Chicago Bulls have waived forward Justin Lewis, who is a two-way contract, and are replacing his contract with forward Henry Drell's two-way deal. Uh, so some small moves there for them. The Charlotte Hornets, uh, we reported they had signed um, Nathan Mensah, a center, to a two-way deal, which would have given them four two-way contracts. Well, we now know they have waived Theo Maladon to make room for that two-way deal. And then the Phoenix Suns actually claimed Theo Maladon off waivers uh, to give them a third two-way contract. And so those are the transactions. Speaking of the Suns, let's keep going with them. Uh, Firstly, Sean Marion was inducted into the Suns' ring of honor. Uh, on Friday during that Knicks matchup. So congratulations to him. His number was retired. Certainly well-deserved, underrated career for Sean Marion. We talked about him We talked about him last season on our Phoenix Suns franchise focus, so definitely check that out. Um, unfortunately, there was some bad news for the Suns as well. We mentioned the Brad the Beal injury. Um, it's not as long as it could be, so that's good to see that it's, it's not an ultra-long-term injury. Um, but Bradley Beal will be out at least two weeks with a right ankle sprain. So it's just frustrating. I mean, he had just gotten back from the back situation and now he's out with an ankle. Um, hopefully he's back on the floor soon and he can stay on the floor because that's one of the big storylines going into this season is what that big three would look like uh, for Phoenix. But anyways, we're wishing him the best as he works to recover from that. Um, a few items for the Warriors. Uh, firstly, Draymond Green has reportedly started a counseling uh, a program, and he's expected to remain sidelined 
uh, with a suspension for at least the next three weeks. I believe the program or process is through the NBA and it was something they kind of designated. Um, so Warriors are going to be without him as he kind of works to show that he is uh, a changed man maybe and that he can be back on the floor or at least be a little bit more aware of, you know, that level of play or what's causing that kind of thing. We'll see. But um, yeah. And then a couple notes for Steph Curry uh, in the record category um, relating to those games from this last weekend. Firstly, on Saturday, Steph and Curry became the first player to total 3,500 total three-pointers um, during that win at home against the Brooklyn Nets. So that's an incredibly great record. Um, and then the end of another great record came on Sunday, Steph Curry's record streak of 268 straight games with at least one three-pointer made ended on Sunday in Portland. So one new record and then another record ends. Um, kind of funny how that happened right around the same time. Um, so interesting to note. Um, an NBA note here, um, a quick one. There's This is a news item on their website. NBA ID member days return for holiday season. Um, basically, if if you create an account through the NBA website, that's your NBA ID, quote unquote. And if you have one of those, it can get you perks, I guess, during the holidays, like percentage off probably on, on shopping. So who knows? If you have one, maybe check it out, see if it's worth, you know, if there's anything worthwhile. I haven't even had a chance to see it. So who knows? But And then we have a note about... Uh, former NBA player and G league player of the last couple of seasons uh, center chance Comanche is reportedly facing an open murder charge for the killing of a 23 year old woman in Las Vegas. I mean, this is just awful news. Um, I haven't read a lot of the specifics into this, uh, into this case and this circumstance. Um, If there's any updates, we'll keep people posted, but um, just awful. Just hate to hear that. And you also hear uh, also some awful news uh, for the NBA family. Former NBA big man Eric Montrose passed away today at the age of 52. Um, he was an all-rookie team member. Uh, his rookie season, of course, uh, a storied collegiate career at the University of North Carolina, winning a national championship there against University of Michigan. Um, and he was a solid pro, too, so definitely a tough loss. We want to wish his family the best at this time. Um Finally, we'll end off on a little bit more of a positive note, um, just some NBA awards. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo and Luka Doncic have been named the NBA's Players of the Week in the Eastern Conference and Western Conference, respectively. So congratulations to them. They will certainly be names to watch for in our weekly MVP conversation that's going to be stacked. It's going to be a tough choice this week. We'll get into that a little bit later. For now, let's jump into our power rankings that we've been alluding to a little bit so far uh, you know previously in the episode let's actually talk about the power rankings power rankings okay i'm actually going to start with the clippers that we were talking about um because again a couple of weeks ago i kind of talked about you know if they can have George and Kawhi lead the charge. You know, Harden is a playmaker and a, a tertiary scorer. Westbrook leads the second unit. They have pieces that fit around that. That's the recipe for success. And they have been delivering on that recipe. Over the last three weeks, the Clippers have gone 10 and two, or no, eight and two, rather. Sorry. 
eight and two over the last three weeks. And that uh, we didn't move him at all the previous week. We probably should have after they went two and oh last week uh, or sorry, the uh, week seven. But in week eight, they went four and oh. The move was, you know, a little, little bit overdue. So they have vaulted up the most of any play, you know, any team in our power rankings this week. They vaulted up eight spots into the top 10 for the first time, uh, I believe, this season. Yes. Um, the 10 spot, the, the Los Angeles Clippers, they're firing on all cylinders. They're top six in the Western Conference at the moment. Um, if they can sustain it, they can find a pretty solid space in there. And uh, again, Kawhi's been phenomenal. I think they're well-deserving of that. Just behind them, just out of that top 10, was another group, another team that vaulted high. The New Orleans Pelicans jumped up six spots. They went 4-0 as well, and they've gotten some great play from from Zion and the guys. So so they're encouraging too. So those guys jumped up. Clippers are in the top 10. Uh, above the Clippers, we have the Sacramento Kings at 9. Uh, they went 3-1 and one over the last week. The Keegan Murray game was phenomenal. Uh back into the top 10 and if they can be a little more consistent uh i like them to kind of stay there at eight the orlando magic dropped three spots uh one and two tough week two tough losses to the celtics and that that's you know maybe the best team in the nba right now so you could you know say maybe you don't drop them that much but also it's if you're really going to be one of these top teams you've got to you know at least kind of split that series maybe um but they fall a bit. They're still at eight. They're in the top 10. So they, they still are hanging around that top group. Uh, Dallas Mavericks. Meanwhile, move up one. Uh, they were three and one in the week. Luca's playing out of his mind. Uh, not much more. You can say Denver stays outside the top five at six, three and one solid week, but just not enough to, to leapfrog one of these other teams. Um, it was close though. I mean, at five, we have the Oklahoma city thunder two and one, uh, they fell one spot, but definitely where they beat the Nuggets in the week, you got to still keep them above them. So there they are. And then the Philadelphia 76ers back up to four. They move up three spots, four and oh in the week. Joel Embiid, uh, incredible run of, of 30 point, 10 rebound games um, in the chain, uh, company of, of Wilt Chamberlain in terms of those types of numbers and streaks. Um, the Sixers are back to the kind of basketball they're playing uh, you know, week, week three, week four ish, where they were in the, the top two or three, uh, or at four right now, they have a chance to keep moving up. Um, <clears throat> Milwaukee Bucks stay stationary at three. They were four and oh, but just right outside that top two group. Of course, last week we had the Minnesota Timberwolves or I did at number one. I've swapped them back down. They're number two right now. And the Celtics move back up to number one. Um, the last four weeks, it's been either Celtics or Timberwolves at one or two. Celtics moved back up with a 4-0 week, uh, dominating the Magic, and then a couple other great wins. Uh, the home winning streak, all those things factor into my decision to keep them right there at my number one spot. There's our top 10. Outside of that, again, Pelicans at 11. Lakers, Heat, and Rockets all managed to move up. Um, actually, Lakers, I mismarked that. Lakers fell down. Um, Lakers fell down three spots. Otherwise, the the Heat and the Rockets did move up. Uh, Heat moved up three. Rockets moved up five, kind of more towards the middle of the pack. They were both three and one. Um, meanwhile, the Pacers, Suns, Cavs, and Nets. Pacers and Cavs fell six. Suns and Nets fell four. Uh, Pacers were in the top ten. They fall all the way to the bottom half of the league. 
Suns, Cavs, Nets round out uh, 17, 18, and 19 below them. So tough week for those guys. Otherwise, 20 through 30 for me, 20th spot through 30th spot, basically no change except the Jazz and the Hornets swap places. Jazz move up to 24. Hornets fell down to 25 with an 0-4 week. Jazz were 2-2, two two, showing a touch of life uh, with a couple of wins that had some some good scoring performances from Colin Sexton. Um, so, so there's that. Again, you know, Clippers and Kings and Pelicans uh, making big moves upward. Heat and Rockets kind of sniffing the top 10 a little bit or trying to get into that category. Lakers fall out. Pacers and Suns fall hard, especially Suns. I mean, they were two and two. You'd think two and two doesn't drop you down four spots, but with Beal going to be out again and the depth concerns, felt like that made sense. And also with the Cavs, they were one and three. They fell six. Their injury concerns as well. No Garland and no Mobley. That's going to be a factor as well. So, so that rounds out the uh, the power rankings. Um, again, Celtics and Timberwolves. Celtics, you could have picked Timberwolves, you know, you would hope they'd be improved going into this season, but I don't think anyone saw them quite as a top three team in the NBA. It's been a phenomenal ride and it's very exciting to see that for them and and for that fan base. But um, that takes care of our power rankings. Um, Again, without Wyatt today, and I didn't even address that at the beginning. Apologies. No Wyatt today. He's going to hop on Wednesday. So we'll have a jam packed show on Wednesday We'll get back to 20 guesses. I think that's going to be great. But um, that being said, let's just skip over DEFCON levels since it's just me, of course. And let's move into our weekly MVP conversation. Weekly MVP. All right, this is going to be a little bit of a tougher week to uh, to pick. I mean, basically every team played four games, so there's a more solid sample size to work with. Um, but there were some fantastic weeks from a few different guys, starting with Joel Embiid, who led the the league in scoring in the week, 4-0 in the week as well, 38 points, 12.5 rebounds. Uh, 1.8 steals, 1.8 blocks. I mean, phenomenal. Hard to do much better than that. Um, great percentages as well. He shot 42% from three-point range, basically, and 98%, 97% from the free throw line, and 64% from the free from the floor in general. Phenomenal. Outside of that, Giannis, 36 points, uh, 64% from the floor as well, lower from the three in the free throw line. Um the rebounds were there, more assists, less turnovers, um, but less blocks as well, but still a very great week. Kawhi is in there, 32 points, uh, six boards, three assists, uh, 1.8 steals, 0.5 blocks, uh, 57% from the three-point range, and 94% from the free throw line for Kawhi uh, to be up in that mix. Great to see him play in this level of basketball again. Uh, Shea Gilders Alexander was was two and one, uh, ha- had them up there as well. Fifty three percent from the floor. You have Luca, thirty six point eight, um, playing the most minutes of any of these guys in the conversation. Three and one, great percentages, eleven assists, eight rebounds, um, nearly five turnovers, but still great stats. I mean, those top five names: Embiid, Giannis, Luca, SGA, Kawhi. Those were 
standout names. And I think those are easily the names we're going to focus on for this MVP conversation. Um, it would be hard to, to pick anyone else for just how phenomenal those guys were in the week. Um, and, and it's tough because I mean, Giannis had the 64 point game, Luca again, just last night, 40 point triple double. Um, I believe it was just the last night or the, the night prior Kawhi and what the Clippers have done, vaulting themselves into a top Western conference position, SGA with a game winner, you know, this is a top tier group. This is one of the best weeks we've had. Um, but as we talk through these stats, the all round statistical performance, I think it points fairly strongly towards one Joel Embiid. And I think he has put up incredible numbers. He's got the Sixers back into a top five mix, maybe even top three. So I think I feel pretty confident about us going with Joel Embiid for our weekly MVP, even though he wasn't the, you know, a player of the week in, in his conference um, all round. And especially in only 30 minutes per game four and what he was able to do. I think he stands out just a little bit more. So we're going to lock that in week eight MVP, Joel Embiid. Congratulations, Joel Embiid. Joel, if you're, if you're listening and you want to pop by our, our Utah studio, accept your award we'd love to have you stop by uh we'd greatly appreciate this uh and we greatly appreciate that and uh certainly well deserving one of the greats of the last few seasons for sure um so again congrats to Joel Embiid let's go ahead and wrap things up it was a little bit quicker than I thought even um with our weekly forecast we're going to talk the games Tuesday through Friday to watch out for all of the times that I will give for these games. Their starting times will be uh, Eastern Standard Time. So keep that in consideration if you're looking to kind of plan your schedule around these games. Let's start with Tuesday. There's four games, two national broadcasts. Uh, firstly, on TNT at 7.30, the uh, New Orleans Pelicans will host the Memphis Grizzlies. Again, that is slated as the probable return of John Morant to the lineup. So that'll certainly be worth watching out for. And then at, uh, at 1030, or excuse me, 10 o'clock on TNT, Golden State Warriors host the Boston Celtics. Um, should be intriguing, even though the Warriors are not as potent as they've been in recent years. Um, of course, Curry versus Celtics, that could be very exciting. So definitely watch out for that. The remaining games, uh, the Bucks host Spurs at 8, and then the Trailblazers host the Suns at 10 o'clock. Those are your Tuesday games. On Wednesday, we have 10 games total. Uh, an NBA TV doubleheader are your national broadcast games. At 7 o'clock, the Sixers host the Timberwolves. That should be super intriguing. Two top five teams, you know, Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns and Gobert versus Maxi and Embiid. Now our reigning weekly MVP. I would definitely check that one out on Wednesday. Watch out for that one. And then at 10 o'clock, uh, the Sacramento Kings, also Boston Celtics. That should also be a pretty intriguing one as well. Great doubleheader on NBA TV. Uh, your remaining games, uh, three games at seven. Magic hosting the Heat. Pacers host the Hornets. And then the Jazz in Cleveland against the Cavaliers. Donovan Mitchell hosting his former team there. Uh, two games at 7.30, the Toronto Raptors host the Denver Nuggets. And then the Brooklyn Nets host the New York Knicks in the Battle of the Boroughs. Uh, at eight o'clock, uh, 
Houston Rockets host the Atlanta Hawks and the Chicago Bulls host the LA Lakers. And then lastly at 8.30, the Dallas Mavericks host the LA Clippers. That should be a great one to watch out for as well. Kawhi versus Luka, uh, Kyrie versus Harden and Paul George and, you know, wires tangled there, uh, former teammates and current teammates and very intriguing. Definitely uh, one to watch out for. On Thursday, we have eight games total, one national broadcast. That's NBA TV at 9 o'clock. The Timberwolves host the Los Angeles Lakers. Very intriguing there. Uh, your remaining games at 7 o'clock, the Pistons host the Jazz in a game that I hope, for my sake, as a Jazz fan, is not the game that the Pistons break the lengthy losing streak because as a Jazz fan, that would personally be very tough. But I digress. Uh, at 7.30, the Cleveland Cavaliers host the New Orleans Pelicans at eight o'clock, four games at eight. The Thunder hosts the Clippers in another game of, you know, Paul George's former team and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and Harden as well for that, for that matter. And Westbrook, uh, a lot of former Thunder players on that Clippers team. Uh, also at eight, the Magic are in Milwaukee against the Bucks. The Grizzlies host the Pacers and then the, the uh, Spurs are in Chicago against the Bulls. Uh, some intriguing notes there as well. And then at 10 o'clock, the Portland Trailblazers host the Washington Wizards. Finally, on Friday, we have six games, two national broadcasts. Firstly, on NBA TV at 7.30, we have the Brooklyn Nets hosting the Denver Nuggets. And then at 10 o'clock, actually on ESPN at 10 o'clock, the Golden State Warriors host the Washington Wizards in Jordan Poole's return to Golden State. Should be very interesting. Your remaining games at 7 o'clock, you have the Sixers hosting the Raptors. Two games at eight, Rockets host the Mavericks and Heat host the Hawks. Um, and then finally at 10 o'clock, the Sacramento Kings host the Phoenix Suns in a Pacific Division matchup. So a lot of noteworthy games. And again, on Wednesday's show, we'll dive a little bit more into uh, the holiday schedule, um, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and probably Tuesday, Wednesday as well of the holiday week and weekend. So stay tuned for that. Um, but otherwise, as you can tell, I'm kind of losing my voice, but we've already covered most everything we need to. So I'll give you go ahead and give you our This Day in History fact before we wrap things up. For today's fact, we're going back not too far to 2017, but I had to go with this one. Uh, December 18th of 2017, a halftime ceremony at Staples Center. Kobe Bryant's number eight and number 24 jerseys were retired by the Los Angeles Lakers. He became the 10th player in team history to have his number retired and the only player with two jerseys retired by the Lakers. So the late great Kobe Bryant star to believe that he's gone, but one of the greatest for sure. And uh, with that, that takes care of our show again. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. We'll be back with you tomorrow for our uh, last for the time being uh, bonus franchise focus episode uh, where we'll talk about the Houston Rockets. And then we'll be back on Wednesday as well for our big you know, show kind of re getting things finalized before we go to the holiday weekend. Um, but otherwise, thank you again for listening. We really appreciate it. And we'll be back with you on tomorrow's bonus episode. <laughs>